Hello. Welcome to Be the Evidence Podcast. Susan Grace and I are so grateful that you are here. There are a couple of announcements that I want to go over before we get into the good stuff, the conversation at hand. Susan and I have created an amazing, amazing community out of the conversations that we've had on the podcast. We're nearing almost 100 episodes, and from the conversations we've had, we created BeTheEvidence.Live, www.BeTheEvidence.Live. It's a community platform that's really amazing and life-changing. In our community platform, you get access to text message notifications on changing astrology, whether it be Mercury going into retrograde or there's a new shift in energies because of the moon moving into a new station. Um, there's also presence practices within the community. There's a, an actual live forum where you can be part of a conversation that goes on daily with community members on how they are choosing to be the evidence in their own worlds and things that they're finding helpful. Um, and there's a constant conversation happening with pop-up live calls where we are doing tarot readings or astrology overviews. And then you have access to our weekly live calls where all community members can come on and you can access uh, the energies for the coming week or the energies of the coming month. So those happen every single week and are extremely helpful. We also record extended podcasts for all of our members. After each podcast that Susan and I record, there tends to be a theme that we become aware of. And so we take that theme and apply it to um, all 12 sun signs. So all members at BeTheEvidence.Live gain access to these extended podcasts that are not up for anybody else. Beyond those offerings, Susan and I are really present within Facebook and with our Instagram followings. We also individually and collectively offer readings for individuals. So you can book Susan or myself, Aubrey, um, to do an individual reading or we do them together, which is a real lot of fun, honestly. So if that's something of interest to you, please make sure you email us. Know that we're working on new ventures that should be here within the next month. And we are really grateful for all of you who tune in and listen to this conversation. If you find it valuable, if there's things that apply to you, if there's feedback that you would love to give, we would greatly appreciate it, especially if you could share us, um, if you could rate us in iTunes. That makes a humongous difference in our world or whatever platform you're listening to us. No matter what. We're really grateful that you're here, that you're showing up, and that you're choosing to be the evidence of new consciousness in your own worlds. Thank you. Well, hello. We're back. It's been um, raining here a lot. We've had thunderstorms come in. Right. And I, I, I feel like it's all this Pisces going, you can't get away. <laughs> I'm going to wash everything. There's so much water everywhere right now. 
My yeah. girlfriend and I went out on her new property yesterday and it's like boggy in areas and like my son's socks are wet. There's water in our feet. Like he and I slipped the other day um, when we were hiking and fell into like a big puddle of water. I'm like, it's everywhere. It's inescapable. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, in, in our, at least in our part of the globe, um, Pisces always happens when spring is on approach. So mm -hmm. it's always going to be kind of watery when the snow is melting and the, and the spring showers are starting to, starting to come in. Um, and I think that's fitting. I think it's fitting that as spring is on approach, we are finishing up the Zodiac mm -hmm. and then we're going to be, you know, astrologically reborn again into a new cycle in Aries next month. So it's like wash all of the last cycle out because you're about to go to another round. Here we go. And we go, we go to the next round. Like we, we spiral up. So we always go Aries through Pisces every year. Right. But we go up another layer each time. It's not a repeat of the last year. Right. We build on it. We keep building. It's so interesting. That image, I was staring at a shell this morning of, and that image of like that never ending cycle, that never ending spiral of constantly a folding upwards rather than downwards. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But this, this, this end of the Zodiac cycle uh, is pretty saturated. I mean, Neptune is in Pisces, but we've also got Mercury retrograde that's working its way back to the sun right now. Mercury retrograde, as we're recording, is at 25 Pisces. Um, and it's on approach in its retrograde cycle to the sun at 22. Um, and it's just, I feel like there's a lot of karma coming up, emotional karma coming up. It's also present time emotion of people figuring out how they feel, like literally in the head trying to figure out how they feel in the water and emotions. And there's a lot of realizations coming up about how I feel like this won't work for me. Or mm -hmm. other people saying to you, I feel like this won't work for me. And like, oh, then they're out. Right. Pisces is slippery. Things slip in and out very easily. Like so, it, 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 honestly, it, some people choose to transition during this time because the veils are so thin that it that they can they can transition with some relative ease but it's also in present time things can slip out they can also slip in mm -hmm. things suddenly slipping in and and it's it's a challenge i think to be open to that it's, it's a challenge i say it's a challenge because um that pisces stuff is squaring into jupiter and sagittarius which is trying to bring in a big time um, new possibility and hope um, and expansion. And I say big time because it's starting to conjunct the galactic center. Mm -hmm. And so to be open to that whenever you have residual disappointment or um, shaky trust or shaky faith that life knows what it's doing, you could shut down and say, no, I'm not open to anything new. Forget it. And you don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. Anything that's trying to leave or disappointment or hurt or ache that's trying to come up to be healed is in order for you to remain open to what's trying to come in because it's brand new. And I say brand new because Mars at 18 Taurus is trining into Saturn and Capricorn where we're being motivated to commit ourselves to new worlds, new worlds that will stand the test of time. It feels so translucent. Like it feels like the... Um 
the other day it, for our Be the Evidence.live members, I recorded a, a live call on crystals um, and how to use crystals or how I use crystals, right? And so there's a couple of crystals that we talked about in that live call that were like this tra translucent. If you look at them head on, they look solid. They're impenetrable. But then if you turn them to the slightest angle, all of a sudden their colors shift and you can see straight through them. That's exactly how this feels to me right now. It's like, it's there, but is it really there? And I, like, maybe it's just me where I'm currently at of like, the emotions that are coming up in real time have significance on karmic time as well. That they're, they're one of the same, that they're not separated. And maybe that's just because of my placements, but I think that it's very interesting of how do you handle a slippery fish? How do you say like, okay, I'm gonna give in and I'm gonna be an allowance? Because it's really this allowance of this transient energy, right? Like, because you can't just be like, oh, this is what it's gonna be, I'm gonna stronghold it. Because it's slippery, like it's gonna slip straight through your fingers, it's gonna be translucent, it's gonna be there and then it's gonna be gone. It's the shape shifting, right? And so like to how do you approach allowance of those energies without attaching, without reacting, without being in this is the way it has to be. So therefore, like, if it's not that way, then I'm gonna question all of everything that's ever existed. It's that word attachment. Mm -hmm. Like Pisces energy cannot attach to anything because, because, because everything is both. Mm -hmm. It's you as an incarnated individual, you are also transcendent and one. And everything that is one is within you. Everything that feels permanent is not. Right. And everything that you think could slip away at any moment might stay. And so being completely detached from um, what you think is going to happen. And that's the reason is that Pisces is about, uh, it, it houses all 12 signs within it. It's ethereal. It's, it's spirit. It's consciousness. It's the subconscious. It's karma. It's something bigger than you at play. And you don't know what the hell they're going to do. You don't know what those energies are going to do. You just don't. The temptation is to think that you do right now because moon is in Gemini. Right. So moon in Gemini is trining into Venus and Aquarius. It's also squaring Neptune and Pisces. So moon in Gemini, we tend to, when the moon's going through Gemini, we tend to, well, you can go into a mental tailspin trying to figure out all of the details. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to do that. But you might be tempted to start thinking about how you've got it all figured out. And I promise you, you do not. <laughs> you do not. I promise. I mean, we're not done with the retrograde cycle. We won't be until the 28th. And then Mercury is going to go back through the same area in Pisces again when it goes direct. So trying to figure, trining into Venus and Aquarius, it's trying, you, if you're going to use, well, not if, use the Gemini mental energy to figure out what does and does not work for you. What resonates with you? What does, what does not? Where do you feel like you belong? Where do you not? Mm -hmm. Figuring that out, figuring out what needs to shift in your life so that you could feel better. Like I'm going to have to shift this in order for me to feel better. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to shift that. It's an intellectual exercise. But then the square to Neptune and Pisces is trusting that something bigger than you is going to deliver it in a way that you cannot see. You can't see it. 
and be okay with that. Be okay with not seeing. I mean, I just get so triggered where I'm like, okay, I know what this works for me and this doesn't work for me. This is where I'm going. This is what I want to have. And then I immediately might, oh, I want to go into like, okay, and here's the checklist. A, B, C through F has to be done. This is how we get there. Right. And to be in, and then my story comes up, right? Like, so, um, I was walking this property yesterday with my girlfriend and I was like, oh, I can't wait for this. I can't wait to have my own property like this, right? And then immediately my mind goes, yeah, but how could that ever happen? Blah, 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 right? And to be able to pull back and be like, just in that space of universe, spirit, creator, whatever, I desire this. This is what I would like to receive in my life. This is what I stand for. These are the type of energies that I want to feel when I walk on my land or when I'm in this relationship or when I go into this job, this is what I want to feel. And will you work with me? Can you work with me in whatever way it transcribes? It's kind of tricky business to try like to pull your mind back in, right? Like to really wheel, reel in that monkey mind that wants to go into, okay, then we have to do all of these things or let's figure it all out. So like in the next, but we're recording this on what day is it anyway? Wednesday? <laughs> Wednesday the 13th? Where am I? What's happening? Um, we're recording this on Wednesday the 13th. Um, when this goes up on Thursday, the moon will be opposing Jupiter and Sagittarius. Those are opposite signs. It'll be opposing. And those two will be squaring into um, sun and Mercury retrograde in Pisces. It'll be a T-square, a mutable T-square. It will be being open to possibility, being open to figuring some things out, but not all of them. And then the uncomfortable square of, and then let go. Very uncomfortable square. And that involves letting go of past disappointment, letting go of feeling like it's going to happen to everybody except me, letting go of what if I've been bad and I don't deserve it. <laughs> like letting go of all those things and letting magic happen. It really is that feeling. So it's like this. Oh, have you ever seen seed bombs where people go, they go gorilla gardening? This is so much fun. <laughs> so much fun right here. So it, it's like this energy to me. Like there's people that go out in the middle of the night and they throw seed bombs and they're just like paper mache bonds that have planted seeds inside of them. And then that way, like maybe or maybe not within three months or 90 days, like there will be seeds that have blossomed there. And then you'll have zinnias in the middle of like downtown New York, or wow. you will have a corn stock growing in the middle of Texas out of nowhere, right? Like whatever it may be super fun, but it's also the energy of like, I don't know what will happen. Maybe they'll be washed out. Maybe they won't sprout. Like maybe they won't produce anything, but maybe they will be prolific. Who knows? And being willing to just like toss it out there to spirit or to creator and be like, well, this is what I, I'd like to stand for. Um, this is what I'm willing to do. What would it take? I've been, I just entered into a new coursework for um, my schooling and it's all on positive psychology. And one of the assignments that I had to do yesterday was about your ideal self and moving into this place of the ideal self being like, 
well, I would ideally like to feel like this in my home. I would ideally like to live in this area. I would ideally like to feel like this financially, right? And out being an allowance of that idea, that idea of what you would like to receive without having to figure out how you get there. That's fun, but boy, is it trying. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's trying right now because of all the Pisces energy. But, and the other thing that we're going to have, well, we don't have to, but the other thing to start getting used to giving, giving into is Uranus and Taurus. Uranus is at zero degrees Taurus, and that is total territory of seed bombs. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh no, let's try and see what happens. Right. And, and, and also things arriving, things starting to land when you're like, oh shit, really? Like people need to start raising their self-worth sky high. Like relationships can show up. Relationships can come together and you go, there's no way. Yeah, there is a way. Mm -hmm. A home can show up and you're like, we're going to live here now. Yep. We're going to live here now. A job comes up out of nowhere, boom. And you're like, I'm not even qualified for that. Like they offered you, the answer is yes. Right. Things manifesting when you didn't even realize it was possible. How do you do that? What's your practice for lifting up your self-worth? Because I feel like it's one of those, one of those interesting areas, right? Like that you don't know what you don't know. You don't realize that you're not worthy in your own opinion until you do, like until you're looking in that mirror right of, until you're in that place of like oh i um i have low self-esteem here in this particular area right but you don't know until you're triggered in that manner so how do you do the like the heavy lifting or the digging to raise your own self-worth that is not how you do it right. first of all that's not how you do it. Right. I, I'll, I'll, uh, full disclosure, I've got Sagittarius in the second house and about self-worth. Mm -hmm. um, so it's unlimited possibility and hope is always alive. Like if, somebody, if something shows up for me, I'm like, okay, all the time, right. all the time. Like that's how I've done everything I've ever done that's gone sky high is everyone forgot to tell me I couldn't. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm totally down. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what you do. You don't go digging. You go, what you do is you go, okay. You say yes, and then you just go. Mm -hmm. You just go. There, and, then, and then when you start going, I think I'm in over my head. Well, then go take a bath. Right. <laughs> Have we some dinner. Right. Keep right. going. Until they kick you out, you can still do it. But do you think that's applicable for all opportunities, or do you hold that mentality only for things that feel like an actual vibrational yes? Oh, of course. Okay. If someone says, we're going to go kill rabbits, and you don't go, yes. <laughs> If it lights you up, if you're, if you're like, that sounds exciting. Yeah. Go do it. I think Uran that's key. Yeah. So it's Uranus and Taurus. Uranus, it, if it surprises you and it, and it resonates with you in a way that other things don't, go do it. Go do it. And I think that there's an element of recognizing that you've got your own back. Mm -hmm. If nothing else, it will be for the experience. And that informs what, what you're going to do after that. Right. Go do it. But really, only if it resonates and understand that if you need to go, well, this is something I definitely don't want to do, I've decided, then you can get out. I think that's the key. Um, and a lot of uh, uh, the spiritual teachings and communities I've said, and it's been about like following a yes when it's a fuck yes, right? Like when it's in 
alignment entirely with you, your spirit and your energy and you like light up. That's a yes. You follow that because we need more people that are like that in the world. Cause there's enough of us doing like, Oh, I don't really want to do this, but I guess I'll just keep on doing it. Right. Like we have enough of that energy in the world. We need more people that are completely lit up. And I think behind that, there's like this conversation that I haven't heard a lot of, but I feel like is extremely important that just because you're lit up and you go, yes, I'm going in this direction. That does not mean you're committed to that direction for the rest of your life. At any point in time, that energy can shift and you can reevaluate and change because there could be another thing coming in that is equally as in yes. And there's not anything wrong with that, right? Like there's not even a necessary like conversation to be had because maybe that yes was there. So you could practice saying yes. So you can get into the habit of following that energy. So you can have that experience because it's feeding you forward. Right. And then, so you can change your mind. Right. Also, if you have the reaction of yes, that is not saying that it will be easy. You might get in it and go, oh shit, this is hard. Yeah. Okay. So keep going. Mm-hmm. So we were talking in, I don't know if it was the lab, last podcast or the one before about, you were mentioning about keeping the back door open. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we should entirely deadbolt the back door. Right. You can close the back door, but leave it unlocked and be like, I'm committed to this as long as it's healthy for me. If I'm growing, if I'm learning, if I'm expanding, if it's feeding my soul, even if it's hard, I'm a, it's okay if it's hard. If it's hard, it means you're growing. Mm-hmm. We, have, we have growing pains. We have growth pains. We have um, times of being really uncomfortable when we don't know what the hell we're doing. Right. But we're still committed. Right. If it starts to hurt, if it starts to bring you down, if it starts to deteriorate, if it starts to make you feel like your light's going out, oh, thank God I didn't seal that back door all the way shut. I'm out. No, thank you. Uh-uh. Yeah, I think it's really... I I find this conversation really interesting in the sense that like as a society, we have not been necessarily taught to understand, appreciate, or recognize energies outside of like, I mean, as a kid, right? We're like, oh, if you have a bad feeling in your stomach, like that is telling you something, right? Like that's really, at least for me, that was my understanding of energetics when I was coming up of like, oh, you're really nervous or something like that person walked in and you you feel queasy about it. Like there's something there to pay attention to. But I think that that conversation is really what we're talking about is more of like vibrationally. If we're all energy, which we are, if everything around us is energy, which it is, then there's varying degrees of the energy that we can experience. If we're in really bad, abusive, verbally abusive, or mentally constructive, deconstructive um, relationships, the vibration of that is a lot lower. I think all of us have examples of this in our lives, right? Like of being in an argument with somebody or not being heard and being like, that doesn't really make me feel good. Or being with a friend or a partner that's like lights you up or doing the work that really like makes you joyful and your voice raises and your, your face flushes. And then all of a sudden you're like, yes, I can't stop talking about this. And the same thing can be applied to not moving our bodies right? And versus moving our bodies or what we're eating or where we're going or where we live. And to understand that all of those things 
play a role because what's what I think we're really talking about here is how to raise your vibrational quality. It's more than just your self-worth. This is all interlinked. It's your self-work and your vibration and creating it more in harmony with like the higher vibrations of the universe, the higher vibrations of the planets, right? Like that's where the true possibility arrives is that you're in the highest vibration of your true being, whether it be in relationship, whether it be in your diet, whether it be moving your body, whether it be in your finances or your work or where you live, of how do you consistently choose to elevate yourself so that you feel on fire, lit up about everything that's around you. And like, that's really like that heaven on earth premise. And still be okay with the challenge of it. Right. Saturn and Pluto is, is trying to say to us, commitment is required. You walking forward one step at a time is required. Right. You deciding what's important to you, truly important to you and your life, like legacy kind of stuff. Who, what do I stand for? Who am I? Who am I no matter what? Right. If everything were to fall away, this is still who I am. Those kinds of things being willing to meet the challenge of standing for those no matter what is also required. It's not always easy. I, I can't tell you how many times I have started something new and tried to make it land. And I have to push myself past the point when everyone else quits. Mm -hmm. Because if it were easy, everyone would do it. Right. And so pushing past that point and go, no, we're making this land. And you go, mm, and you go all the way through and then it lands. You're like, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. But everyone else who's like, this is not responsive enough. I've only, I've done this three weeks that it hasn't landed yet. So I'm out. That's not how this works. Right. That's not how, that's not being excellence driven. It's not being commitment driven. It's not, it's not important enough to you. It's not important enough to you. That's where you have to look at that conversation of how committed are you to yourself? Like this is that backdoor conversation of we are really taught to not truly be committed to ourselves. We're taught to be committed to the system. We're taught to be committed to education. We're taught to be committed to the corporation, to the workplace, to the relationship. We are taught to be committed to family structures and how we're supposed to respond. We are taught to be committed to all of these things getting in the newest house, the newest car, whatever it may be. And all of that cuts us out of the equation. We are completely cut out of the equation of what does it really look like to be committed to your own worth, your own value, what to be committed to your dreams and to say, you know what, this lights me up. I'm going to deliver it. I'm going to see it actually actualized in real time because I will be unrelentless. There's no other option for me here but to be deeply committed to myself because then in that commitment, my life can start shifting. All of the other things that where I'm not committed to myself, they can start being committed to me, right? Like the more we're able to commit Ooh. to ourselves, the more that life meets us with, oh, and now you have a relationship that's as committed to you as you are to you. Now you have work that's committed to you as you are to you, right? Like we can start being matched. I, I, um, that just shifted me mm. instantly just shifted me. Now they can, now, now what, if I'm committed to myself and I throw myself behind what's important to me, then those things will start to come in and reciprocate. Yep. Whether it's job, um, relationship, friendships, home, health, right. whatever. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. 
It's the good stuff right there. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the same thing. Like, you know, of course the body, I'm like, okay. So when we flush with, um, spirulinas or chlorellas and we go into like real, you and I've talked about this, but like, how do we raise our vibrational, um, energy based upon diet? Like we go to, towards clean eating and then I've been like, okay, well you can do it at a cellular structure, right? Like you, this is where you enter in really high vibrational foods that have all of your nutrients and your minerals in them. And then the cells start shifting and then your organs start shifting and then your bloodstream starts shifting and then how you physically feel starts shifting and then mentally how you feel and then emotionally how you feel and then how you're showing up physically in the world. And it's like you're met each step of the way, the more that you truly commit to you. I've, I've literally been having this conversation to life lately. Like I, I've been in, I've been taking really good care of myself and each step of the way I check in and I'm like, see how good this feels. It's like, yeah. And it, it's like the conversation with life going, you should keep going. Right. I'm like, totally. Yeah. And, and the more you keep going, the more you get, you just start feeling better and better and better and better. And life starts looking better and better and better. And then it shows up better and better and better for you because you're showing up better for yourself. Yeah. That mirror, the mirroring, we talk about mirroring between us and other people all the time. There's a mirroring that happens between you and life too. Right. I'm just now catching on to that. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Better late than, than never. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's all a practice, right? Like as much as it's a practice of like mirroring yourself and where you want to grow with other people, it's also a practice of how do you, it's just, it's all a practice. It's all this human experiences is a practice of like, how can I be more and more committed to myself? How can I believe deeper in hope and possibility? How can I show up better for myself? How can I show up better for humanity? And watch how that unfolds, right? It's like that spiral at the beginning of our conversation that it's a folding upward. We're constantly moving around this never Fibonacci sequence and we're exposed to new things each go around. Gives me hope. Yeah. I like it. I like hope. Yeah. I like, I like the, the hope of you can always go higher. Come on. Right. Yeah. yeah. Hope needs to stay alive for sure. 